Hello and welcome back once again guys to Popcornet. I am James Baker, the host of Popcornet. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing Deadpool 2, the sequel to Deadpool 1, obviously. <laughs> I also want to apologize for uh, taking last week off, guys. I was actually out of the country. Uh, I went to Mexico City and it was actually really cool. Um, I just want to say don't believe everything you see on the news. You usually want to do a little bit of research in the area that you're traveling to first before you go. But I actually had a good time, man. People were really nice. But anyways, let's get into this topic about Deadpool 2. On today's episode, I am joined by DP. What's up, man? Not too much. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. I'm pretty stoked, man. I just actually got out of the movie theater less than an hour ago. So I'm pretty stoked about talking to it. And awesome. uh, you said you recently saw it twice, right? Yeah, I, I saw it on Thursday night and then again just on Sunday night in the evening. Oh, awesome. You say you saw us uh, Thursday. It was opening night, right? Yes, opening night. And definitely Sweet. the difference in audiences was pretty pretty uh, apparent. <laughs> so one thing that I noticed today about people that go see Deadpool, I feel like everybody that goes see Deadpool has a sense of humor, man. Like, I'm sitting there, like, watching the trailers, people, like, making jokes about the trailer, and, you know, it's just stuff <laughs> like, like, I feel like it's like a cult fan base. Like, you don't really see yeah. that kind of people come out every every movie, you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, so you said you're a Deadpool fan, right? Uh, when when actually did you get into liking Deadpool? Well, um, originally when I first started looking at comic books, I was more of a Punisher fan, and then around 2007, 2008, I kind of just discovered a few Deadpool comics, and I started reading that, and I really loved the way that the uh, character interacted with the, the comic book itself and the medium of comic books, the way that it breaks the fourth wall and all that good stuff, and just the humor in it really spoke to me a whole lot and, and the violence is a lot of fun as well. So I started reading a lot more of that and that's when my gamer tag on Xbox became a Deadpool thing. <laughs> uh, a podcast that I started with a high school buddy of mine. We started a podcast. It was an old show. It's not around anymore, but uh, we would just talk a bunch of shit about everything. And, and that on, that's when I started going by DP on there just because uh, my father uh, is a minister. And so he didn't want my main name on there because it might reflect wrong on him if I'm cursing a whole bunch on the uh, on the internet at the time and so it just stuck after that and uh yeah i've just been a deadpool fan since then i haven't got a chance to play the video game that's like the one deadpool uh media thing that i didn't get fully into just yet uh but i've i've, I've enjoyed reading all the comics that i've read so far i just got started on the jerry duggan run and uh the movie was absolutely amazing last or not last year but two years ago and of course now i'm very excited to have seen the second one sweet man so i'm talking to the right guy then <laughs> <laughs> i guess so the gods have spoken, man. Um, so uh, I got into Deadpool pretty late. Um, I got into Deadpool maybe a, maybe a year or a year and a half before a movie came out. You know, they usually drop okay. the teaser and they drop mm -hmm. the trailer. And you know, you, you want to like brush up on everything before you go see a movie. So, you know, I did a little bit of research. So I got into it pretty late. But as far as like the first film, it, um, is this like an accurate, um, uh, what am I trying to say? An accurate representation of Deadpool? I think so. I, I, I really thought that, especially that first film, they did a really good job of, of capturing the voice and, and just the whole style of the Deadpool comic books. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's shifted a little bit from here to there, depending on what writer's uh, helming the whole series. 
But overall, it was a fantastic representation and really made me enjoy going to the movies where for so many times I had seen gone to movies and, and seen something that I've read the book about and kind of been let down. Whereas Deadpool, I felt like I just had a blast the entire time and I didn't really have any complaints about the first movie at all. Uh, the second movie, we, of course, we'll talk about that here in a little while, <laughs> but but the, the first movie at all, I didn't really have any complaints as far as its comparison to the, you know, the character as a whole. And I thought it was a really well done uh, piece. And of course, that that little teaser that you were talking about, that was what really got me excited about it when I saw that teaser trailer drop. And that's kind of what, I, as far as I understand, really made the movie happen. Uh, so I was really happy to see that. And I enjoyed that a whole lot. And uh, yeah, the movie was great. Okay, awesome. Because I hate like you know enjoying the wrong adaptation of a character. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. like you got you meet those people. It's like oh, it's nothing like how he is in the books or in the comics. So, mm -hmm. so I love hearing that uh, the character that I've grown to like or is pretty much kind of similar to the comic book. So that's good to hear. Absolutely. So uh, I mean, let's hop into discussion about uh, Deadpool too. Um, did you like it? Dislike it? For me, I. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I, I loved, like, I felt like the first 20 minutes uh, takes a little bit to kind of get its footing. I don't know. I felt, I don't know if it's the editing or just the way that the story is kind of trying to get to the point where it can then begin the actual story that it's, cause I, I don't know. I felt like they were kind of trying to clean up some things and also introduce things. And just that first 20 minutes feels a little bit messy. Uh, but overall, I fucking love this movie. I, I enjoyed myself by the, by the last third. I was just smiling ear to ear like a doofus the entire time in the movie theater. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. And like you said, the audience, especially on that Thursday night showing, just made it so much more fun. And that's what made me really go back to see it again on Sunday was because I just I wanted that experience again. I just, you know, like an addict. I was just like, that was awesome. I want to do that one more time. And yeah. uh, it was it was great. Yeah, the audience you, definitely helped out. Um. I thought the same thing as you, man. Um, I think like the first stretch of the movie or the first part of the stretch was mm -hmm. kind of slow. It's kind of like lethargic, and I wasn't used to that based off like the first one. I just, yeah. I mean, they did like the little the little teaser at the beginning. Oh, by the way, guys, this is the spoiler filled episode. Sorry, guys, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I write that in the description so you guys will <laughs> not listen. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, the part when he was laying on the uh, the propane tanks yeah. and he like blew himself up. I feel like that was trying to be like the crash scene at the beginning of the first one. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't have that same effect. You know what I mean? And I like the like joke or the jap about, you know, dying in this one, just like Logan. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was pretty phony. <laughs> but uh, other well, than that, it was, it was like a slow stretch for a while. And uh, I lost my girlfriend in the first 30 minutes. I looked over and she's passed <laughs> out. <laughs> But, I can see uh, that but we had a long day, so I, I forget. But uh, it was pretty funny. But uh, once it started getting uh, its footing on the ground, it was a pretty good movie overall, man. I really did like it. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And one of the things that the, the comic book is is a thing that they go back to a whole lot is uh, Deadpool's obsession with death and, and act, you know, kind of wanting to die. And they always depict it as this you know woman, and she's usually a skeleton, but it's always this like female... A character called death and it's him trying to court death and trying to get to death and i thought that even though you know it took a bit to get going and it took a bit to build this beginning what they did lay the groundwork for was really cool and that they've kind of turned vanessa into that like depiction oh, of death and so sweet. i thought that that was a really well done 
thing. And that made me really excited to see when he, you know, kept visiting back to her and she kept telling him it's not time. That was very similar to a lot of the, the comic book storylines that they've done. Oh, that's so awesome. I didn't even know that, man. That's that's awesome. I like that too. Um yeah. my first question for you as far as being a Deadpool fan, um, mm-hmm. is this collabo between Cable and uh Deadpool? Have we seen that before in the comics, or is this like a fresh Ooh. Yes. Yes, that is um that's honestly what got me into the the book was the Cable and Deadpool book. Oh, they, were, okay. they they made a, an entire series just called Cable and Deadpool. At the time, I guess neither of the characters could really get on their own uh, doing very well as far as sales go. And so they put them together and there's a whole like three year run of Cable and Deadpool comics. And there's some really cool stuff in it. And so like obviously they didn't really go too much into that in this movie. They didn't really recreate much of the storylines from that. Uh, they just kind of used the character basis. Uh, but Overall, yeah, it's definitely a, a comparison or a pairing that we've seen before in the comic books, and uh, it was exciting to see. When they first announced Cable, I was just like, okay, this is going to be awesome. I'm really excited, because that's another character that I've grown to love through that s- series. Um, it's obviously way more complicated than the comic books. He's this, he's the son of the Jean Grey and Scott, I think, or something like that in the future, in an alternate timeline that somehow gets into this timeline. It's a big convoluted thing, like most comic book storylines are. Uh, but it, it was it was very exciting to see him become part of this movie, and and I was I'm excited now uh, after seeing the end of the movie if if they decide to continue on with these Deadpool movies where they're going from here. Yes, that's uh that's one of the things I was afraid of going into this movie. I thought it was going to turn into like a Cable origin story, but yes. they didn't even touch base on his past at all. Besides, his family was killed by uh I forget the Russell. kid's name. Yeah, Russell. Russell yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of his uh, mutant name, but I guess he never got one yet. But uh, yeah. Russell. But uh, they never touched base on it other than that. And then uh, towards the end, we figure out that he's going to stick around for a while. So I assume they're going to do like a few flashbacks and, you know, like a few uh, like his origin story in the next films. But, that could be cool. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Um, but like you, like what you just said about if they continue the Deadpool movies, um, what do you think about that? What do you think Disney's going to do with the franchise with the R-rated uh, stamp? I, I think, I mean, obviously money talks, and that seems to be the case with the reason we even got Deadpool 2 was that the first one did so surprisingly well uh, that they just kind of had to make another one. And I feel like this one, so far, at least as far as I've seen, uh, the returns coming back or that it's doing just as well, if not better this time. And uh, I would say, you know, why would they turn down money? That's a studio. They're looking to make money. And if they can make money doing this, why not do it? You've got the people that want to make these movies and, you know, Ryan Reynolds and the two writers. I can't remember their guys, those guys' names. But uh, if you've got the people that want to make it and they can make it right and the fan base has shown the appreciation for it and they're going to throw money at you to make it, why not make another one, you know? Yeah, I feel the same way. I was actually having this conversation with one of my friends last night, and I'm not exactly sure how Disney works, but I know they're all about money, no matter what. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I feel like maybe because now they also have the Logan franchise, which they can bring back if they want to. I've heard rumors about Hugh Jackman uh, saying that he would come back if oh, really? uh, Disney bought the franchise, and oh. now that we know Disney bought the franchise, so it's kind of like okay, now you have these two successful um, franchises in Logan and Deadpool with mm-hmm. R-rated ratings on it. And it's kind of like, maybe you could segue and have a branch of Disney, you know what I mean, in the movie yeah. business, like an adult Disney. I don't know if you would name it Disney or something, but I feel <laughs> like that's the way to get around it. Maybe like have a branch off of the company of Disney and just have like and- adult films that are based off, you know, like comic books. And then 
Maybe yeah. they could se- segue into like you know sci-fi already movies or something like that. And I know back in the day, Disney did have a few like uh, secondary studio names that they would use for some of their more adult movies. I mean, I don't think they ever went real hard R, but they would have like PG-13 movies that would be under some other name. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but that's interesting. Also, uh, being that I, I'm, I'm not sure is Fox still involved? Because uh, if they're still involved, it might be one of those things where as long as they're making the movies. Disney really can't retract the rights because uh, I know that's been a thing with Marvel trying to get the X-Men in general um, back from, you know, Fox or whatever. Uh, and so, but they just keep making the movie. So then they can't, and that's the reason we got that terrible Fantastic Four movie as well. Uh, but so, you know, I don't know what, as far as the rights are concerned and, and who's fully in charge, but obviously Disney having a big control over Marvel, they could probably, you know, push some buttons and, and pressure them to go a certain way that if they wanted them to. But like you said, if they're making money and it's already working, why change it at this point? Exactly. And just like you said about the the X-Men, which was an unexpected cameo of them in this movie, which was pretty badass. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like that, I uh, saw the Beast in there. I saw Quicksilver. I really couldn't mm-hmm. see the, uh, everybody else in there, but I'm pretty sure that was a whole squad. So yeah. I like how that little Easter egg was in there, like of things to come. You know, I like that. Definitely. And now that Disney's at the steering wheel, it's kind of like anything's possible. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, another so cameo I got... that I really enjoyed yeah. was fucking Juggernaut. Oh, my. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. Did you see that coming? I didn't see it coming. I, I feel like there were some people around me in the theater that kind of saw it coming way early on. Uh, but I didn't get it until the actual full-on reveal when Deadpool himself just goes, holy fuck, it's Juggernaut. <laughs> like, that was when I was like, oh my god, it's actually Juggernaut. And again, I was just so excited to see him because similar to Deadpool in that they kind of messed up the character in Wolverine Origins, Juggernaut, I feel like, was such just so messed up when the way that they depicted him in X-Men 3 that I was very excited to see them just do it right here. And I feel like they really did it right here. He's a big, badass motherfucker that just beats the shit out of everybody. And and uh, I loved the fact that Juggernaut is in this movie. Yeah, me too. I really didn't mind the all CG, uh, CGI yeah. Juggernaut at all. I feel like they did it pretty well. I mean, I feel like it's kind of hard to find a guy that's almost eight foot tall, could wear armor like that <laughs> in real life. So I don't really mind the CGI at all. Have- have you seen the X-Men 3 movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, because as I said, like, Vinny Jones, I remember being, like, real excited when they announced him as the cast guy, but then I remember thinking about it and be like, he's a tall, scrawny guy. Like, yeah. I don't see how that works. And I did, again, I didn't really feel like they pulled it off in the movie That's with him as the character. I like his voice, and I like the actor. Mm-hmm. Just not a great fit. Yeah, I feel like the CGI was the good way to go, especially the fucking uh, Juggernaut versus Colossus. That was a badass fight. <laughs> I like that a lot. And oh, yeah. then, uh, it was pretty funny how it ended. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, what did he say like, about the, he's like, this is what we do in, uh, old Russia <laughs> or something yeah, like yeah. that. That's pretty funny, man. Pretty funny. I loved that. And I loved the, uh, the moment when he finally just starts fighting dirty. Cause I was like, Colossus should just be able to just fight. Like when the tooth gets knocked out and he just looks like this badass hockey fighter and just starts blasting the shit out of yeah. with the elbow and stuff. I was like, this is, this is fantastic. So, uh, how do you feel about, uh, you've seen Black Panther, right? Yes. Okay, so how do you feel about the, uh, the new thing that's going on, kind of like having two villains in one movie? Uh, I don't know if it originated there. I think Spider-Man was like that, too, Homecoming. I believe mm-hmm. uh, they had two villains in it, too. So, essentially, it's like uh, Deadpool 2 slash 2.5 or 2 slash 3. How do you feel about the new wave of having, like, two villains in the movie? 
Um, I think it's it, two villains is all right. I think it's when you get into the like three villain territory, like Spider-Man three did, that yeah. it gets a little bit confusing and, and uh, convoluted, but especially if the two villains are working together, excuse me on the burp there. I apologize. If you need to edit that out, that's fine. But, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep um, it just because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, with if, when they're working together like the way that they did this time, I thought it worked really well, especially having Juggernaut with a kid. And it's interesting that the kid was almost in control just because he, you know, curried Juggernaut's favor. Uh, is is interesting, an interesting dynamic there to have those two back and forth, and just having that other bad guy for you know the rest of the good guys to go after uh, made for a really fun end with that entire battle scene and chasing down the perverts and all that stuff. I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, I, I like having the two villains in there. I feel the same way, too, as long as, like, the first one ends up being a, like, an anti-hero, or, you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. they, like, collab with the uh, protagonist for a part of the movie, or yeah. they end up being, like, the majority of the story, like, part of the storyline, not just, like, a filler, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Definitely. you said, like, once it starts getting to, like, three or four, that's when it gets a little bit too much, you know what yes. I mean? But uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was a pleasant surprise. I really didn't expect to see Juggernaut. Like you said, I kind of found out um <laughs> on the car chase scene, like I saw a flash of his helmet. I'm like, oh Juggernaut, and then everybody's <laughs> like, oh shit, well, what what? And then they show Juggernaut, and then it was it was all good. Uh, I've heard a lot of pe- a lot of people didn't like how the uh the quote unquote uh X Force was treated in this movie. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like they did like yeah. this big hiring process and then like the guys like <laughs> the wind, the wind is like, oh we'll be fine. And then like they jump out and the wind's like destroying everybody. Did you think that was hilarious or did you want to kinda want to see everybody in action? Oh I I loved what they did here because honestly when they all the uh casting announcements were coming out and when we first got a picture of Bedlam, I was like, this is there's too many characters here. I was like, you already have to introduce cable and I was thinking if they were going to go into his backstory, it was going to be way too much time to take care of that. Yeah. Plus, you have Domino in there. Uh, and so when they started introducing all these other characters, I was like, this, uh, honestly, I had told my buddy, who's uh, the co-host of my podcast, we text back and forth all the time. Uh, and I was just like, man, they better like just kill all these people off right away with, with something. I was, I was like, I don't know if it's just like whoever the bad guy is is just going to take them all out. Or so, I didn't expect it to be this comedic uh, in the way that they did kill them all off. I... I really enjoyed the way that they did it. I thought it was a good joke. And as you know, being that it's Deadpool 2, uh, I thought that they were kind of playing with the audience's expectations by introducing an X-Force. Uh, and it's like, you almost feel like they might be jumping the shark when you hear, oh, we're going to have X-Force be part of this movie. Uh, so I kind of liked the way that they ended up doing it and the way that they kind of peeled it right back down to just Domino and, and uh, Cable himself. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I really didn't mind it. I feel like the the one that they did save Domino. I feel like she was a badass. She was a good supporting mm-hmm. character, and uh, uh, I actually like the idea of you know like cutting it pretty short and like name dropping X Force. So maybe they, we could <laughs> they could bring bring back a new X Force. Yeah, like, like you said, that'd be a good idea too. Uh, and I like the. I also like the uh, the the Indian guy. <laughs> he was pretty funny oh, yeah. too. And a uh, weasel. I like his. I like his c- concrete core. I like those. Mm-hmm. His uh, concrete team. Yeah, uh, the one thing I I felt like they kind of didn't uh, show a, as much as I was hoping of was the you know weasel's bar and the whole like you know school for wayward girls or whatever the heck that that bar is called. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as far as the comic book goes, that's kind of a really cool location, and it's where Deadpool gets a lot of the the starts of his missions as he's going out to kill somebody. That's where he gets the contract at usually. And so I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more of that. 
Uh, but they did show quite a bit. And and I guess you got to see a lot of it in the first movie, now that I'm thinking back about it. So I can't really complain. But I wouldn't have minded seeing a few more scenes in that in that bar there. Yeah, same here. I feel like that's one of the main reasons why uh, I enjoyed the first one so much. It's kind of like you get to see where he gets all this information from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like you said, I guess with this one, like the whole purpose of going out and saving Russell and everything, you really didn't need to go to the bar. But it still kind of like came in there for the fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Cool. Um, so uh, what do you think's next for this franchise? You think they're going to bring back Deadpool 3 or you think they're going to sit on ice for a little bit? I, I could honestly see Deadpool 3 going into production pretty quickly with the way that the money's coming in. Um, I, as far as the storyline goes, there's all kinds of things they could do with the story. Uh, obviously, they haven't really done much recreation of comic book storylines so far with Deadpool, which is a good thing because if you recreate too many like you know specific stories you're going to get a lot of pushback on the things that you change but as far as storylines they could recreate when you're talking about cable and deadpool one of the things i'd really like to see is they've got a a whole messiah complex storyline where cable becomes almost infinitely powerful to the point where he builds an entire floating island and invites all of the world's scientists to try to create a utopia there and he's trying to like stop the rest of the governments from doing things. And at one point, he like gets rid of all their missiles and shit. It's kind of Supermanish. Uh, but it, it, that storyline was a really cool storyline in the in the comic books. It runs for a long time in the comics. So I don't know how you could pare it down to a movie. But if they wanted to touch on that, I would really be interested in seeing some of that with with the Cable character. That sounds badass. One thing I do want to see in the future, I don't know how many years this will take to happen, you know, with the whole, like, you know, the rights and everything, mm-hmm. but I would like to see a Spider-Man uh, Deadpool collab. <laughs> That'd be pretty <laughs> badass. Absolutely. Man, I was just reading uh, in the Jerry Duggan run with Brian Posehn, they're two, com- two comedians that did a, a bunch, a series of uh, Deadpool comics, and I think they started in 2013, uh, but I just started their run, and like five episodes or five issues in or so, there's an issue where there's a Spider-Man uh, appearance and Deadpool's trying to chase down this guy who he has to kill for a demon in order to get this guy's souls back or whatever. But he's trying to chase this guy down. And in the meantime, he runs into Spider-Man and they, they go back and forth and they're kind of working together, but not really. And eventually Deadpool, uh, he gets Spider-Man stuck in a position where he takes one of his web slingers and just takes off to go after the bad guy. And so then you get Deadpool running around with web slingers. And I just thought that was so much, it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, at the time, it was the superior Spider-Man, so it was technically Doc Ock being Spider-Man. So it's a little, it's not really a full, pure Spider-Man and Deadpool combo. Uh, but that is that is a pairing that would be really cool, especially with, with the current actor that they have playing Spider-Man, because he is awesome. As far as the Spider-Man oh, I guys, Tom I really Holland. love Tom Holland. He's great, too, and I think that would be a lot of fun to see him and Ryan Reynolds together. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Hopefully that would come out uh in the next uh five years i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i'd be fine with that yeah but uh i guess we could wrap it up with uh let's end it off on a high note man was this not one possibly the best end credits of all time (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) oh my god that like that end credits top five easily easily (laughs) top five for me man oh my god hilarious man like oh. he, he finds like the timepiece and he goes back in time and he corrects all his wrongs. Even when he signed the contract for Green Lantern, that shit was hilarious, bro. Oh, dude, I honestly like that opening night uh, crowd. That shot with the Green Lantern thing. I don't know that I've heard a laugh as loud in a theater 
as I did on that one, man. People were losing their shit on that. Like I was already laughing because of the 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 Wolverine Origins yeah, uh, throwback, too. which because being a Deadpool fan and being a Deadpool fan at the time that movie came out, I was really upset with what they did. So when I got to see them finally do this, where they just straight up said "fuck that thing that they did," <laughs> and you know corrected it and have him shooting the dead body over and over again, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then you know to go from that right into the Green Lantern uh, joke was just fantastic. Like I was I was crying almost laughing. Yeah, then he even saved the one guy from the ad. I love that, man. Like that, <laughs> that was all time. One of the best end credits of all time, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. DP, thanks for joining the show, man. Um no problem. before you leave, let's let's talk about your pod for a little bit, man. What's your name okay. of your pod? Uh it's called the Golden Age of Grappling Podcast. We talk about old pro wrestling shows me and my buddy tony he went to college with me we worked together for a while now we live about six hours apart uh we get together every week and we uh, watch an old wrestling event and then we talk about what was great what was terrible we make jokes play clips uh it's a lot of fun i i enjoy making the show that sounds awesome um do you guys still watch uh modern wrestling yes. or okay yeah, he's he's real deep in with WWE and ROH. I myself watch. I keep up with WWE, but I don't watch the weekly shows as much. Uh, I'm much more into the New Japan Pro Wrestling right now, which is really good. And uh, they actually a bunch of guys from New Japan and also from ROH just recently sold out a show in Chicago uh, independently. It's a 10,000 seat hmm. arena. They sold it out and we got tickets as part of that. And so we're real excited to go see that later on this summer. I think it's in September, actually. Uh, but yeah, but as far as the podcast goes, uh, we just like watching old wrestling. We do talk a little bit of current wrestling. We throw that at the end of the show. That way so we try to keep it as, as evergreen as possible. Uh, so that way, if you're you know a new listener and you just want to find a show that you've seen us review, you can kind of go back into our archives and find those reviews. And uh, and so that way it's a little bit more evergreen than just a weekly review show. Okay. Um, what era is exactly the golden era of uh, wrestling? <laughs> Because I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to see where I where I where I, le where I left off at. <laughs> that is a good question. A lot of people, it seems like pretty much if whatever era you were in high school in, it's oh, it's kind of like okay, SNL. Whatever era you were growing up with <laughs> seems to be the one you love the most. For okay. me, I I grew up sheltered, uh, being the son of a minister. I I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling, so I kind of get to see it from a different angle where I didn't get to see it during my you know really uh, adolescence years. I kind of just get to watch all of it. And so what that's kind of the running joke is that we just say every era is the golden era of wrestling. Okay. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the thesis statement of our of our podcast. OK, awesome. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, th I think I left off like in uh, the uh, Degeneration X NWO, like when it was battling nice. with WCW, WWF. That's yeah. when I was that's that was my prime in high school. So I guess that's my golden <laughs> era. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people love that that attitude, late attitude era. And uh, the other thing that I really loved is the early 2000s to late 2000s. The video games were fantastic at the time. And that was what really got me into wrestling in the first place. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like remember the PS2 games and the first Xbox 360 games. Those were my shit. That's what I really got into. And that's what got me into watching it in the first place. And uh, so that's kind of my, uh, I guess, personal golden era. Yeah, same here, man. All right, DP. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show, man. It was definitely a pleasure talking to you, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm I'm excited to to now go and, and listen to a few other of your of your reviews and and uh, your podcast because this was a lot of fun and I enjoyed being here. Uh, real quickly, I did want to say if you want to find our show, GoldenAgePodcast.com. Awesome, awesome. Then I'm gonna go check that out too, man, so I can participate <laughs> in the golden era. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, that was DP, man. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about Deadpool too. Hopefully, you guys did too. 
Uh, also, guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, blow me a kiss, all that good stuff, man. Thanks for joining the show. And you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.